Hello, listeners. You are listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and ExcellentCultures.com. Clay 1180 and ExcellentCultures.com. Anyways, we have a great guest today that we're going to get to in just a moment. We've got one of the original Shark Tank members, Mr. Kevin Harrington, with us today. So if you're a Shark Tank fan, you're going to want to listen. But more importantly, if you are uh, a business owner, CEO, any type of leader, and you want to grow, you want to listen. Well, uh, let's just say that if you want to lose, then you don't want to listen to what Kevin has to say because he's all about building cultures of corporate innovation that win, win, and keep on winning. Yeah. So uh, absolutely great. It's going to be great to have Kevin on the show today. Um, those of you who were uh, have watched Shark Tank since its inception would know uh, Kevin very, very, very well. Uh, you know, he was actually uh, one of the sharks on, I think, the original 150 or so shows. And, you know, he's the nice Kevin, you know, not the mean and nasty Kevin that you see on the show. <laughs> he's now. not Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, he's not Mr. He's wonderful. Actually wonderful. Yeah, well, Mr. Wonderful saying? is what's known as a positive opposite. You know, that, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he has his fans, but I think that guy's on the show just just to make everybody angry and create controversy so that more people who like controversy watch the show. Anyway, um, our, our guy, Kevin Harrington, is actually the inventor of the infomercial. You know, you've probably seen him on one of his 500 or more infomercials on all the products that he's done a phenomenal job of selling. Uh, we'll let you read his bio on the website, but, I mean, this this guy is, is an amazing person in the whole field of innovation. Uh, we have gathered a scientific data profile on kind of taking a snapshot of Kevin's soul, how he thinks, how he believes what his are we live sharing that today? Yeah, no, nah, we, we'll, we'll put it on the website. Well, no, you, <laughs> you know me, to, I always you, want to get yeah, the nitty yeah, gritty yeah, dirt stuff. You need to come meet Kevin in person. You know, okay. he's going to be in Seattle right. the first week of March, and we'll give you information on that later. You need to meet, come meet him in person, and you'll see that we've taken a picture of of the soul of a consummate entrepreneur in uh, route to developing this uh, culture of corporate innovation that he has started and is just you know creating a huge wave of innovative culture across corporate America. Awesome. Uh, Kevin, thank you for coming and being on the show. Uh, welcome. Uh, we're so excited about and looking forward to spending some quality time just sucking your brain out when you, when you get to Seattle here the first week of March. Well, hey, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Listening to all those great things you said uh, got me all excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, glad to uh, be able to uh, come to a different part of the country right now. I've, I'm down in sunny Florida, and I, I, you know, I know the weather's not so bad up in your neck of the woods. But it's it, you know it, we're um, you know I love traveling, and I'm looking forward to changing the scenery when I come there uh, in early March. So uh, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, uh, that's to great, here. Steve. Yeah, are, thank you, you, are you going to take Kevin to Canlis? Yeah. and talk to our buddies over there. Yeah, we might do that. The we best restaurant, do, in the Seattle. best rest. Well, the best restaurant on the West Coast. There we you think. go. So. Um, uh, as we kind of get into uh, the content, you know, Kevin, I'm wondering if, um, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I kind of hit the highlights of your background. Uh, it, can you give our listeners uh, a little bit of background on yourself, your passion for innovation, and how you discovered this vital need for corporations, you know, not just individual entrepreneurs, but corporations to create a culture of innovation for their teams and their people? Sure. 
Well, I'll try to be brief on the background because it goes back uh, 30 plus years. So uh, I, I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, for more than 30 years. And I, I go back to the early 80s. I was watching television and all of a sudden the Discovery Channel went dark and then bars on the screen came up. They were on the screen for six hours after further uh, due diligence. I found out that Discovery Channel was only an 18 hour a day network. And, the, and so the cable operator just put bars on the screen up for the other six hours. So that's when, as an entrepreneur, the light bulb went off. And now this was innovation for me. I was like, well, I can just be a viewer and not watch Discovery during that six-hour block, or let's be innovative and put something on that screen that can generate some revenue for me and the cable operator. So I went to the cable operator, ended up finding a way to put some products on there, giving them a percentage of sales, and then I tied up the, that six-hour block on an exclusive contract. A partner and I owned that time for a number of years on Discovery Channel. So, so here we were with six hours a day. I mean, that time back in those days was generating tens of millions of dollars a year in sales. Today, that block of time would be generating hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. Yeah. So, yeah. It, wow. You know, and, and, and so this was the early days. Now, I went from there to saying there's, there's, there's bars and, and downtime. So I basically became the downtime aggregator. I started buying all the downtime on Nashville Network, on Lifetime Channel, on satellite channels. Then I went to Europe and Asia and Latin America, and I built a global business that grew to $500 million a year in sales. We went public. Um, it was a New York Stock Exchange public company. And uh, as the second largest shareholder, it was a lot of fun when I saw the stock go from a dollar something, um, uh, less than two bucks a share to over $20 a share wow. at one time. So, wow. so I built a lot of shareholder value. And that's when I started getting more corporate because here I was a, a small time entrepreneur that had built a $500 million a year annual business. And it wasn't all just me. I had a lot of great people and, 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 and a lot of uh, help from financial, I mean, we had to raise capital and get institutions involved and things like that. But, you know, the bottom line is I realized that the, that, that the world of, of, of corporate culture at that time, I saw it as I'm talking to bankers and I'm talking to corporations. We were, we were partnering with a lot of corporations back then. And we had the most difficult time telling different companies on what this infomercial business was all about. And I realized that corporations and big corporations, like I'm not, I'll never forget the very first time I met with the Regal cookware company, I'm meeting with Jeff Regal up in Wisconsin, and they're doing hundreds of millions a year in cookware sales. And I walk in and I tell him I want to do an infomercial on a cookware line. And he's like, what's an infomercial? Okay. So that's how, <laughs> you know, it, it, it all worked out. Right. And so I, I, what I explained to him is I had an innovative idea and it was, I wanted to, it's nonstick cookware, a lot of times scratched off with a, you know, a fork or a spoon or a metal utensil. I said, I want to impregnate the, the, this cookware with diamond dust, the world's hardest surface known to man, and, and, and let's call it royal diamond cookware. And so we, we created the Regal Royal Diamond Cookware set. I was a partner at retail with them, but they, 
they bought into this and they were innovative because they were the first cookware company to look into this world of infomercials. Nowadays, many, many corporations, I mean, you know, across the board have been, you know, the car companies and the Procter and Gamble's and virtually, you know, all the, a lot of the beauty companies and the L'Oreal's of the world, they've all now brought innovation in this infomercial space into their world. So, wow. so I, I, I got the, the invite to go on Shark Tank and, and that's when it all hit for me afterwards is that I need to not just do what I do for entrepreneurs, but I need to innovate inside corporate America. So that's kind of been my mission the yeah. last couple of years yeah. is setting up in, innovation inside corporations. Yeah, it's amazing. And then folks, uh, listeners, just so you know, uh, that innovative idea that Kevin dre- dreamed up while watching the bars on the Discovery Channel uh, resulted in 500 products uh, that resulted in sales over $4 billion worldwide, 20 products that reached individual sales of over $100 million. And uh, wow. So, Kevin, with this renewed spirit of, of commitment to corporate innovation, you know, helping corporations get past the stuckness that comes with lots of people and rapid growth and start thinking like entrepreneurs in the corporate environment, uh, you know, can, can you give us some of your experiences? I know you, you've worked with a lot of corporations since you had this new renewed idea to transforming corporate America. Can you give us a few ideas of some of the experiences you've had with leaders and employees since you started that? Kevin, you're going to have to like meditate on that during the commercial break. <laughs> okay. Steve no hit you problem. with a zinger right before we got to take a break. All right, guys, <clears throat> excuse me. We'll be right back. You, we are, you are, and we are excellentcultures.com and you're listening to us on Clay 1180 AM and we'll be right back. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy, to-do list, done, supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better, that politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, Excellent Cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms. They go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if Excellent Cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. 
Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know, the best show we've had since our last one, and probably Steve's telling me going to be the top show of the year, 2016, for us. We've got Mr. Kevin Harrington from The Shark Tank. And if you missed the first section where he just shared how he innovated and pretty much invented infomercial steve do you remember that ab flex you bought back in yeah the day? yeah you know i brought the ab flex the <laughs> ab dominator the ab crusher the ab everything yeah and, and uh what the kevin roller what, yeah well what kevin didn't tell, ab tell you was one of our products was is that, that really right? is that right i'm glad you mentioned yeah is that right well I, I can tell you you know you sold me and i bought it but what you didn't do uh was sell me something that could help me get in the habit of using it on a regular basis which is why corporations need a culture of corporate innovation <laughs> and, and not just to buy an ab roller. So before the break, we were talking about some of your experiences with corporate America since you've had this you know, next-level vision of developing cultures of corporate innovation in uh, your work and what you're doing, Kevin. Can you give us a few examples of some of the folks you visited and what's happened as a result of it? I'll give you a couple of examples. And one really high level one is like an AT&T. And, you know, I've gone to some of the biggest corporations. Uh, and and what I what I do, when you think about um, Shark Tank, you got a couple of sharks sitting there, five, and, and people come on and they pitch an idea. And the sharks say whether they like it or not, whether they'll invest or not, why not apply those same kind of principles into corporate innovation? And that's what I've done. We call them in some cases, transformathons or pitch tanks or whatever inside corporations. So I went to AT&T, but we got 100 senior executives lined up for a, an all-day transformathon to take AT&T's ideas into the, the next um, you know, decade, right? And, and so we break the 100 senior execs into teams of 10, 10 teams of 10, and we take 10 pitches. We take a panel of, of actually, in this particular case, it was four of us, two AT&T internal folks and two external. I'm one of them and, a, and, and another friend of the family, so to speak, but someone that knows AT&T and I emcee the event. And then we take the pitches and we're constructive through the pitching process. But at the end, we're picking the, 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 the winner of this whole contest. And there's camaraderie and there's, they got team names. And this, this becomes an event that's, it actually is an all-day off-campus event for AT&T, and it was so powerful and successful that they decided within days of doing this one, they called me and said, we, we want to do this for 300 executives. Can you come back in you know, six weeks? So we did 30 teams of 10 and, and picked three winners out of that group. So, yeah, it works because it's, it's, it, we duplicated it now to Microsoft and Pfizer Pharmaceuticals and other you know corporations uh, around the the U.S. So you know it, it and just to, to give you some thoughts of of, of how this the, the application of some things. One other company, um, a little smaller company, and and I, and I won't name the name because I don't you know confidentiality reasons. But they had twelve offices. They did this corporate innovation day, and the people that got up, they actually made statements like the following: that hey, look. Thank you for allowing us to be innovative today because 
normally the owner of the company, and he's standing right there, never lets us give any ideas because he might fire us if we had any constructive comments about how to run this business. But since today we're allowed to do this, let me tell you, this is my idea. Wow. And this guy is sitting there with his jaw dropping wow. with the ideas that came in. And when it was all said and done, it brought him to tears that he and actually sat and apologized to his to 300 of his executives in his company from all over the country that he from here on out had an open door policy that if there was anything that anyone wanted to talk about um, they could come in because he was very um, disappointed that 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 was the image that he had portrayed and you know because he ruled with such an iron fist so I think it's it's sort of like um, you know the suggestion box on steroids almost yeah that's amazing. Well, as as a leader, um, uh, I promise you, you know, let, let's say as a coach who's coached hundreds and thousands of those executives over the years, I promise you, if you asked him, uh, are you sending a mindset to your people that you're not approachable, uh, that you, you don't want their ideas? He's the last one to know. He's the last one to know. It's the emperor has no clothes syndrome. Uh, but that's why the culture needs to change. And that's what you're talking to us about, Kevin, you know, amazing results. So if someone, someone reads your Facebook page, the first thing that they see is a quote from you saying, um, you only say in front, or you only stay in front, here it is, looking at your Facebook page now, you only stay in front by coming up with ideas that your new competitors haven't thought of yet. So along those lines, I mean, what's your vision for an ideal culture of corporate innovation? I mean, what does it look like? What are, you know, what are people acting like? And then what should be happening after you leave and you finish this amazing pitch tank experience? So, so I think number one, it you know, there there needs to be a a, a system in place in in the corporation that allows for. Um, maybe even rewarding people for bringing great ideas to the table. So, um, but it, there needs to be an understanding that it's that that the, that if, it, if if this is my corporation, that you know that I'm open for business when it comes to new ideas and new innovation. And 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 I believe sometimes if people are afraid to to talk about it, then 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 have some structured events where where people can do this in an, in, in an open forum situation so that it's, it's not like a clandestine behind the scenes thing all the time. So, so just create an open, um, an, an, an open um, opportunity for, for innovation as a policy is important. Secondly, the important thing then is it, it's not just getting the ideas. That's the first step. It's now, implementing and follow through so that the employees realize that, well, wait a minute. Oh, just a little pat on the back, but nothing happened. So, you know, then that, that can even, that can be just as destructive as doing nothing from the beginning. So you, you need to have a, a system set up then to take the ideas. And even if they're not all going to be run uh, through the, 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 the mill and financed internally, because some of these ideas will require capital investment, right? And sometimes the due diligence wasn't done when the idea came up on what, what kind of capital and what kind of proceeds are going to be required to make these innovations uh, possible. But, um, you know, it, I think if, if the corporation can, like in our case, when I said there was, you know, let's say three things were moved 
uh, to the next level. Then let's do the let's let's see what the analysis was with a follow up on where did those ideas end up? Did did they get funded? Did anything get implemented and um, uh, and, and and put into action? So I can give you just without full without disclosing anything confidential. Think about this: AT and T, they're in the business of cell phones, and so one of the ideas was we're in the cell phone business. Why don't we preload an app on our cell phones that when people go by the phone, they can already have a preloaded app that does a certain thing that we can make money off of. And that is a brilliant idea that came out of, of, of out of this innovation culture and the, the pitch tank and the transformathon that we did. So, so that's the kind of thing that comes out of these events. But so now what did it cost to develop that? What was it? And what is the success at a later point? And yeah. those are the, the follow-ups that are required. Wow. So uh, listeners, I hope you got that. Number one, the corporation's got to have a system in place for you know stimulating ideas. And the reason folks hire Kevin to bring him in is because nobody can do this on your own. That executive that had the blind spot and thought that he was stimulating innovation and, and was would never would have never gotten the breakthrough had Kevin not be there. Secondly, you've got to have a culture of openness where folks really know it's basically a fearless culture. Folks know that you, listening is really going to happen and that ideas are not only going to be listened to, they're going to be implemented and act on acted on. Third, uh, they got to get implemented. Fourth, they got to get followed up on. And then five, there's got to be communication going on back and forth because nobody wants to stick their neck out and come up with a bright idea, never have it be implemented. Or if some of them don't get implemented because of some unovercomable uh, obstacle, hear that information. So great input, Kevin. So where have you seen uh, these cultures of corporate innovation start to deteriorate in organizations? What are some of the, the trouble signs that leaders should should start to watch for? Well, I think it, 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 a lot of times it starts at the top. So, um, you know, it, it, whether it's the CEO or if it's in divisions, um, I think, you know, a lot of, you know, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, what happens when one company acquires another company and there's a merger and you've got two cultures that are now you know, in, you know, on the same team, so to speak. And the, the, by, by nature, a lot of times these cultures are going to, going to have, you know, headbutting, right? That is a perfect time to bring everybody together and say, Hey, we're all on the same team and, and, and maybe not the day of the merger, but maybe a, a month or two afterwards. But, but if you, if you open the path on the front end that, Hey, look, we're merging Two, two companies, two cultures, and in a 90-day window, we're going to be setting up a, 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 a system whereby we can have input from both sides as to how we can be, you know, creating a better synergy and, and, and activity between the two companies. These, you know, this is all set forth from the top, from the division managers, from uh, the, the CEO on down. And so I, I think it's, you know, there, there just has to be... Um, a, a, a passion on the part of the leaders and, and whether it be the owners of the companies or the CEOs or the division managers, depending on how big these companies are, that, that, they, um, that they're allowing this innovation to be part of, of the future. And, and, and this way, people aren't just thinking, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are always looking to, you know, get one up on the other guy or rat the other guy out for doing something, you know. So it's, you know, this instead of, you know, 
uh, looking at it from that standpoint, looking at a one, one plus one equals three, four or five, yeah. as opposed to that, that other side is taking something out of, out of, out of our, uh, uh hide in the process. So I, I, you got to start from the top. I think, uh, yeah. Steve, so, wouldn't you so, agree? Yeah, absolutely. So an innovation strategy folks, not just an innovation event and an innovation culture where, you know, fear just is not on the agenda and open, candid, voracious communication of these amazing new ideas are the order of the day. Uh, that takes some heavy lifting to build, but wow, the, the results once, once it gets done. It's break time. Are you ready? ExcellentCultures.com. We're with Kevin Harrington. We'll be right back right here on Clay 1180 AM. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy. To-do list, done. Supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better. That politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, Excellent Cultures can bring you back to awesome, because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms. They go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if Excellent Cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. We're back, everybody. This is ExcellentCultures.com. You're listening to the show Biz Culture Matters, and we're here with Mr. Kevin Harrington right here on Clay 1180 AM. Steve, we're ready for the next one. Well, uh, before the break, Kevin was talking about that uh, innovation in, in going forward is is the order of the day. I mean, if you have a culture in uh, your corporation that does not stimulate innovative, creative ideas bubbling up from everybody in the place along with a system and a process in place so that people keep it up and it keeps happening and it's sustainable, um, then your, your competitor will. 
And according to what Kevin has taught us, that if we, if we don't do this first, then our competitors who do uh, are, are getting their products to market faster and their ideas implemented faster than ever before. And before the break, he told us some, some of the obstacles that get in the way, and it's basically just fear. You know, and one of the trouble signs, you know, the trouble signs in cultures that, that slow down innovation are, are, are pretty similar. Simple. You know, number one, it's a culture of what's in it for me. It's all about me, internal competition. As Kevin said, you know, guys fighting with each other and beating it up internally. You know, any competition that you've got going on that doesn't produce team and doesn't produce innovation is short-lived and it's going to slow you down. Number two, foggy vision and foggy goals. Before the break, he told us that it's critical that you have a system and a process in place that not just stimulates innovation, but keeps it alive, keeps it going, keeps it happening, and gets the ideas implemented. And then ultimately, ultimately, any culture where people start delaying or avoiding or not sharing their creative ideas or their feedback, delaying feedback just tells you that there's some kind of fear going on or some kind of stuckness. So Kevin, we're, we're so excited that you've chosen excellent cultures to help you build your corp, you know, your culture of corporate innovation venture. Can you share some of your thoughts behind, you know, why, you know, you're a consummate serial entrepreneur who's had amazing success with your entrepreneurial ventures. You know, why, why in the world did you, did you decide to partner with a firm that specializes in changing cultures to help you do this? Well, it, it, it's a great question. I think um, it, I, I totally understand that as, as an entrepreneur, there's, there's systems and processes I use to build my business and keep ahead of the game. You mentioned if you don't do it, your competition will. And, I, and believe me, I'm in the business of I'll call them knockoff artists that that not only if you don't do it, if you do do it, they will they still grab it. it <laughs> they still they're going to knock you off. Right. So so I'm always thinking ahead. I'm thinking that if I do something, if I if I launch a product with one function, my competitor is thinking, how do I add two functions to it and sell it for less money than than the original? So, you know, this is this is one of the, you know, the ways that people in my industry work. Let's knock them off, but put more functions to it and no more than the than the same price. So so I have to be on top of my game or I'm out of business. So so I said to myself, this is how corporations and big corporations need. They need to adopt a culture of thinking like like this also. And not, you know, not that they're necessarily going to be out of business, but it's the thing is, is that there's 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 so many ways that you can stay in touch with changes in your industry and what's happening and being on top of these changes is vital. And so one of the things I talk about is curiosity overload. And as an entrepreneur, I've experienced this from a very young age. I, to this day, I still go to over 25 trade shows a year. And that's why I'm, in, I'm constantly in Las Vegas. I've been to Vegas twice in the last eight days at two different shows, the Consumer Electronics Show and the Sports Licensing Show. And I'll be back there again in February twice. So twice a month at least. So, so as part of the innovation is, is adopting ways to stay on top of what's new and exciting and, and this curiosity factor. And so it's, and, and, I, and I think, you know, Steve, at the end of the day, if, if, if you're not doing it, then the, the competitors will. So how do you know how to stay in touch 
and and on top of what the new trends are, what the what the, the new and exciting opportunities are, and all of that. So these are the things that you need to adopt and you need to put into place so that you're not you know looking uh, backwards all the time uh, and, and wondering that you know that I forget something. You know you you got to you, you got to be willing to take a couple of chances and stay on top of the curve in your industry. So uh, I'm I'm really enthralled by that. Uh, term you just described, you know, curiosity overload as, you know, as a characteristic, you know, a dominant characteristic of a culture of corporate innovation. Um, can you, how did you develop that, Kevin? Where, where did it come from? Did, was it just a, an amazing bright idea, like the looking, looking at the bars while you're watching the discovery channel, or is it something that you learned from somebody else, you know, and how do you, and how do you implement it in a corporate environment? So everybody's doing it. Okay, so I, I'll tell you the story. It's a very, it's it's a quick story. I, I was uh, I used to get a lot of catalogs because I bought from uh, you know I, I'm an avid buyer of products. Um, you know I, I see things, I order them, and so I started getting because I got on this list of being a buyer on a in a, in a catalog list. All of a sudden, I'm getting dozens of catalogs. But what am I seeing in these catalogs? I'm seeing all these new product opportunities, right? Well, then I said to myself, well, wait a minute. If I if I'm getting three dozen catalogs and I'm seeing new products. How many catalogs are there? Oh, there's 1500 catalogs. I found the directory of mail order catalogs that had 1500. I did a mailing to every one of them and said, I'm going to have a catalog buyer. Please send me your catalog. What did I get? 1500 catalogs over the next 90 days. And so I broke them down into, into categories, all the hardware catalogs, 65 of those and all the, all the houseware catalogs and the fishing ones and the golf ones and the beauty ones. And now I had the, and this, this goes back 20 years ago when I did this. So I could, if somebody came into my office, this is before the internet, when I, when I was doing this, right. And before the internet was big. And so someone walks in with a pet product and I, and before they came in, I'd go through the 45 pet catalogs. I got a chance to see what's going on in that industry. What are the, price points? What are the color combinations of the packaging? What are the selling points? What's on page? I, I, then I would see, wait a minute, here's a product that's in one catalog, another cat. Oh, wait, it's in six catalogs. What's that telling me? It's a winning product because it didn't get to the second, the third, the fifth, the sixth, unless it worked in the previous five. What I'm seeing is a home run product. So now I'm getting to know what are the hot products in the industry? What are the colors? What are the price points? What is going on? And this was my curiosity overload. Now, my wife called it junk mail, <laughs> 1,500 catalogs. But for me, it was business research and curiosity. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, to this day, at Christmas time, we put a big uh, box uh, out front of the, of the house for the mailman because he comes in. I'll get maybe 50 to 75 catalogs a day in December because that's when the big month is. And it's, you know, and it's just unbelievable, but I have a field day because I get a chance to go through all of them and have, see all, all the, the new and great things that are going on in all the new industries. And of course, today you got the internet and you can do a lot of searching on the internet now, but it's still the old print business has not gone away. Direct mail catalogs, print still live and well. And that's, that was my, my early days, it's been 20 years now, I've been exercising my curiosity muscles, okay? So, listeners, I want, I want you to focus on that for a second. What you just heard come out of Kevin is, you know, kind of an outward manifestation of what happens with someone who has a culture of innovation 
inside of their soul, inside of their mind, inside of their thoughts. You know, his wife called it junk mail. Kevin called it business, business research, you know, and as a result, what we want you to start thinking about, I mean, business leaders, do, do your people call uh, new ideas and creative innovation junk mail? Uh, or do they, or do they call it curiosity overload that results in business research and getting us on top. Hey, it's, be careful it's when it's that, your wife. Yeah, just let it be. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> don't argue. Don't argue with your wife. But but are your folks you know, mentally screening out creative opportunities and in their mind unknowingly calling them, calling it junk mail, or are they holding back? Like you know, Kevin talked about in the example where you know this executive. I promise you, he didn't have a goal on his list of written goals. You know, to 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 make everybody think he was a jerk and was unapproachable. And uh, please don't bring me your creative ideas. Not at all, but it happens. So. Uh, Kevin, you know th- this. This is amazing. We want to make sure that uh, when when you get to Seattle and you have the opportunity to go deeper on some of these, how do we develop curiosity overload, curiosity overload culture, if you will, uh, and that kind of a spirit and that kind of a mindset in our teams and in our people, that it you know it's going to make such a huge difference, folks. If you're listening to this show, start getting your stock portfolios ready to invest in companies in the Northwest because the the spirit of Kevin Harrington is about to infect them. I love it. We got to go into another commercial. But before that, what happened to SkyMall? I miss SkyMall. I love that Kevin said that the print marketing is not done. I missed that one. It was entertainment and yeah. shopping. I bought I mean, multiple you, things you know, out of there. It was cool. You know, the, the, the problem was they didn't own the products and they were a, a commission on top of the, of the, 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 on top of the catalog company. Right. So sky mall took all these other companies products and had to layer another commission in there. So it just, the, the numbers ended up being very the business good. model. So the business work. model broke so down. Yeah. The business yeah. model. That's yeah. helpful. That's exactly. helpful. All right, guys, we're going into our last break. You don't want to miss our last segment with Kevin Harrington. We'll be right back. ExcellentCultures.com and Clay1180 AM. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy. To-do list done. Supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better. That politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, Excellent Cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms, they go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. 
You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if Excellent Cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now, or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. Hey, we're back with Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. Today, we are interviewing serial entrepreneur Kevin Harrington. If you missed the beginning of the show, get the podcast, excellentcultures.com slash podcast. Get the podcast and make sure you listen to what Kevin has to say because he is the master of creating cultures of corporate innovation. He gets it. It's in him. He's infectious with it and make sure that you participate if you're in the seattle area kevin's here the first week of march make sure that you participate in one of the cultures of corporate innovation event so that you can catch this spirit and then go back and infect your people with it that because info's it's going to make all the difference all that's going to be on excellentcultures.com excellentcultures.com right? excellentcultures.com just click on the corporate innovation tab and you will find out more about this so kevin uh, before the break, you, you you gave us just a phenomenal example. You know, one of the wonderful things that that I I enjoy so much about having guests like you on the show is is what it is that is really going on inside of your mind. You know, what are the attitudes? What are the beliefs? What are the habits? What are the expectations? You know, that you hold that you've built over the years that have produced such amazing success. So you're you're going to be here in the Puget Sound area in early March to share your wisdom and launch you know, your next level of the culture of corporate innovation venture here in the Pacific Northwest. What do you hope to accomplish uh, in early March while you're in Seattle? Well, first of all, um, I love coming to the local area. I'm, I'm hanging out with uh, my, my some of my buddies from Entrepreneurs Organization, EO. Which you started, right? Um, you started I, EO, right? Yeah. I was one of the founding board members of EO back in 1987. Uh, Vern Harnish and a handful of us. Michael Dell was involved in the early days, and 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 so Ted Leonsis was, you know, also one of the founding board members. Ted owns it. He he was number two at, at AOL for many years. I think I think he's. I know it's close to a billion in cash. He ended up getting uh, out of his venture at AOL, but he owns the Capital uh, Wizards and uh, the in the and hockey, and I think uh, also some of the basketball team. But anyway. Um, EO has been a great support uh, group for entrepreneurs all over the world. We're in, you know, 45 countries. We've got tens of thousands of, of uh, participants uh, uh, that, that, you know, that are, are part of, of, of EO events. Uh, uh, Member-wise, I, I, I forget the exact number, but it's, it's tens of billions of dollars in sales of the members. But um, I, I'm looking, though, to also hang out with people that are at that higher level corporate level, because, you know, Steve, as we've been talking, it's as an entrepreneur, I've learned a couple techniques that might be helpful for some of the bigger corporations to understand how to apply some of, you know, I've talked about curiosity overload. We've talked about innovation days, transformathons, how to host these events and put these things on. It's, it, these are simple types of things that can lead to amazing turnarounds and amazing ideas 
and and and, and amazing changes in in the camaraderie and the culture inside a company. So I'm just gonna gonna say that anybody that is is gonna be uh, uh, up in, in in if they're gonna be around town the couple days I'm there, I'm, I'm gonna be there for at least two days, two solid days. Um, you know, hopefully we have a chance to be able to invite some people over where we can hang out and talk about some of the things that we're doing because it. I just every time I I talk to a, a big corporation uh, that has you know thousands of employees, we come up with some new and innovative ways to help them take their company to the next level, and that that's what it's all about is, is taking it to the next level, staying ahead of the competition, and 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 creating the the, the next opportunity that can uh, maybe find a whole new profit center for the company possibly. Yeah. So what what I hear you saying is a couple of things, and again, I'm a culture guy, so I'm always looking for. What are the driving beliefs? What's the driving force behind this amazing success? I'm hearing a couple of things. One, I'm hearing that you're committed to helping uh, impart your entrepreneurial spirit to young entrepreneurs who are just, you know, getting something started. You know, how, how, you know, how do you, how do you get it started? How do you have the mindset, you know, to to make a startup happen, to make it work, and that you know you're investing in this with your um, uh, opportunities with, with EO as they continue to grow and expand. And then secondly, what I'm hearing is not only that, but, you know, since you've been a corporate executive yourself and, uh, you know, that's a big switch, you know, it's a big switch going from, you know, an entrepreneurial startup to a corporate entity. Uh, you know, I, I, I call that, you know, just, just a whole different season of business. You know, companies grow from Andy's Bunnies to Andrew's Rabbits to Hair Incorporated to Hair Global. And Kevin, you've been involved in all of them, but if anybody that's ever done this knows that what you do to be a successful entrepreneur in a startup is just the opposite of what you do in a mid-market company. What you do to make your people get the job done when you're Andy's Bunnies is just the opposite of what you do when your hair incorporated or Andrew's rabbits are definitely hair global. And that each time one of those bell curves peaks as you're moving your business, you know, to the next level, you, you got the Bermuda Triangle and there's a lot of sharks in those waters. But you're you're a guy who's been in all of them, been through all of them. And it sounds like you have passion to not just impart to entrepreneurs your entrepreneurial spirit and this culture of corporate innovation to individuals who are doing startups, but also to corporate executives and leaders. And you've done that. I love the story about AT and T. Um, what what do you what do you see as the future wave of where this culture of corporate innovation on the corporate leaders side, you know, can go? What do you want? Where do you want it to go? What's your vision for ultimately what you want to do for our our nation, our economy, with your entrepreneurial ideas and thinking and I and perspective and culture you know what I, I i've always had this thought and i don't know how many companies will end up doing it it might take smaller than an at&t but think about this somebody internally comes up with a great idea now in many cases in many times in, in the past it's just that idea is now owned by the company they take it they run with it they go build a billion dollar division and you know the, the employee gets a pat on the back why not in some cases, offer an opportunity for these these employees to maybe create a spin-off company, maybe take a little uh, equity stake for the for for the entrepreneur or the 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 entrepreneur that came up with the idea, and so now it's funded, and now it's it's a, a venture of some type 
that the that the company is now operating in 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 a in a fashion that's beyond an employee relationship. I mean, it you know I, I'm just thinking outside the box here a little bit, but um, I I could envision which by the way, Kevin is one of the one of really cool, which is one of the things that you do great. So stay with the thinking outside the box. Uh, great great idea, <laughs> you know, amazing idea. Uh, 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 interestingly. Uh, we did a project, uh, a corporate culture project for Toyota a few years ago where they actually did that with one of their divisions. And it was one of their, you know, heavy industrial manufacturing divisions and shipping divisions that actually, you know, built a system of corporate innovation where there was a win-win revenue share involved uh, with the innovation process. And, and, and they had that system and it was in place. And people were able to share in the wins, even financially, as a result of the corporate system. But when uh, they looked at it and re re realized that it was working, what they decided to do was they wanted to build a culture. You know, the mindsets, the beliefs, the shared values, the thought patterns, all these things that, that are inside of you that keep coming out as we talk about this. And uh, when, when they did that, they set a whole new record for the number of employees who were actually benefiting from that system by putting the culture together with the revenue sharing system. So many leaders think, well, it's all about, you know, just, you know, you know, giving money out or passing out bonuses or better benefits or a great culture is ping pong tables, you know, in the company workspace and, you know, keggers on Friday night or, you know, corporate a uh, corporate uh, dress down day on Friday where we have casual dress. That's not corporate culture. Yeah. You know, corporate culture is what drives your performance. You're hearing Kevin Harrington share with you, you know, his core beliefs, you know, this curiosity overload, this, you know, uh, idea of win-win versus win-lose, you know, for, for employees that is kind of at the root of everything. And what you want to be able to do is capture both of these. So, you know, so Kevin, uh, what else are you thinking? I mean, what's your vision for, you know, let's say 10 years from now, this goes like you want it to. Uh, what's your vision? What's your vision for what America is going to look like differently than it does today? Because Kevin Harrington and Excellent Cultures imparted cultures of corporate innovation to corporate America. What's it going to look like 10 years down the road? Well, I, I, I think there's going to be, um, I think there's going to be uh, more of a, of an entrepreneurial um, uh, opportunity for people that go in to corporations. I think that um, there may even be, you know, uh, incubators inside corporations that, um, you know, that they're, yes, they're hiring people that, you know, so many people they, 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 they plan from the beginning to go to work somewhere to learn enough so they can go out and start their own business, right? So what, what, how does this, when it's all said and done, these people are, you're, you're spending all the money to get these key people. These people have all these great ideas and all they're doing for their last year or two maybe is planning their exit strategy and taking a lot of the ideas with them. So if you- And that's happening right now. That's happening right now. Exactly. So if, if as a corporation, you, you, you allowed and you fostered the, the entrepreneurship and the ability for people that wanted to focus in, in, in an area where maybe they could, you know, be involved in, in a little equity stake as, as they go along, I think you're going to see some of these corporations maybe be able to yeah. attract even top talent they could have never gotten before. And, and I mean, I've always, I've, in all my life as an entrepreneur, I've partnered with 
people that are part of my business. Oh, there's there's another one. Partnering instead of power driven relationships. Oh, Kevin, you're you're amazing. So I I just got the one minute sign as as, it last minute on the show. As you put your your coach's hat on, uh, other than make sure you get to one of these, you know, uh, culture of corporate innovation events of first week of March in Seattle. Well, what what ideas or what inputs or what must do's can you give as advice to our corporate leader listeners that they should be doing right now? Two or three points. What should they be doing? Well, I'm, I'm, it's very simple because I, I believe having some kind of an innovation day, it, it all starts with putting that together. innovation day and you know, we can help them do that innovation day. That's great. Yeah. It, you know, because if, it, it, if, if you do, you can do it yourself, you know, I, I've, I've, I've helped a lot of corporations do this already, but you know what? You could, you could actually do it yourself. Uh, they can do it so day, much better but, though with you, Kevin, yeah. so much better with you. So right. what's, they, what's the they, second thing? Then, so the second thing then is take the innovations and then, and then set up the follow through to implement the ideas and as, as of the innovation, because again, the idea is, is, is they always say the idea is just 10%. It's it's the execution that's required to make it pay wow, off. Wow! Wow! And and I think the last thing would be to just change the culture to be able to uh, be a, have an open ear towards you know this uh, this suggestion box on steroids as I call it. Wow! Um, you know, just change that around inside the company. So those three steps, and I know we're running out of time, but I, I hope it's been helpful. Oh, it's been to awesome to the folks up there. And looking forward to seeing everybody when it come come uh, up that way. Awesome, folks! You got it. Suggestion box. Culture on Steroids from Kevin Harrington. It's going to be all on excellentcultures.com. It'll be on the main page. You'll be able to see it. This episode will have show notes, and uh, you won't even have to take your own notes. We did it for you. (laughs) Go to excellentcultures.com right now. We'll see you in March. You've been listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and excellentcultures.com. 